No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Hey, everyone. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Osiris. Look, man, we've had this conversation I don't know how many times. You need to what conversation? Up. That's it. Scoot your chair. I'm turning this bus around. Directly into the mic. I am turning the bus around. I'm taking you Why? home. No dinner for you. What if we got, like, personal mics? 
that would be cool. Hey, everyone out there, send us all of your personal <laughs> mics you own. Don't do that, guys. <laughs> don't. Don't listen to Ryder. He's not driving the bus. I am. Don't listen Pretty to much Aaron. never listen to me. Wait, who's driving? Are you driving? I mean, we're cruise sitting control on the right It's now. cruise control. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what car driving. you're in. Hey, now. No That's Simple weird. Road family. Welcome back to another Sunday fun day. Hi. <laughs> we just got Hi. back from California, and it's raining, and... It's Sunday, and let's see what else. I didn't sleep much last night, and I'm... I didn't sleep at all last night. No. So, you know, like, when you've been up a really long time and everything gets super weird? Like, how I feel right now? That's how I feel right now. Yeah. You're just weird. And as soon as we started recording... They start sawing concrete. <laughs> they were waiting. It's been. I've been listening to rain and waiting. the breeze, and I hit record, and and instantly they're sawing concrete. They have a dude over there in the bushes with a, with a walkie-talkie. He's like, hold, <laughs> hold. <laughs> they just hit record. Go. God, man. Wow. Uh, you know what? Do you have a louder? Do you have a louder saw? <laughs> I'm glad you guys are back, man. We missed you guys this week. And, you know, traveling out of town is a trip because you get to... <laughs> it's a trip. Get it? It's a trip. <laughs> because you're going somewhere. Oh, okay. And then... Never mind. I... I can't. I, obviously, I can't talk around here without being ridiculed. <laughs> no, you've, you've been gone for two days. We've been missing this. We've been, <laughs> haven't had any. So Aaron. it's very strange to see a different perspective on things. We went to a party where my daughter's boyfriend used to live, and they hosted. They hosted a the great. The cube hosted a beautiful parental birthday, not birthday uh, get together. <laughs> don't, don't say birthday. birthday. It's copyright infringement. <laughs> so, yeah, they. we went to this party last night, and hearing from people, like, introduce myself, hey, my name's Aaron, I'm Sydney's dad, and then they're like, oh, you're the one with the podcast. I'm like, yeah. Really? Yeah, cool. yeah, that happened. And then, but some people didn't know, and they were super interested, too. Yeah, and it was just cool to hear their takes on stuff, and just they to, to so see it from sweet. a different perspective, because... Those people aren't part, aren't in the Grateful Dead community. They're in their own community down there doing their thing. Well, but all those parents were from all over, though. There, no, what, I, there was Florida representing. There was uh, Utah representing. Yeah. There was um, what more? I can't remember. I think we need more background planet. noise right now. We need if we <laughs> could get a marching planet. band to come through here <laughs> and maybe some dogs with like symbols on their paws. It, it, you notice it, it's raining and the sun is shining. Kind of. They it's can't see that. Right so we landed I'm this the morning. We landed this morning at 11.30 and Apple picks us up at the airport and we're cruising home and the sun's out and then it starts raining and it's cloudy and then it got windy and then we went over the hill and the sun came out and it was raining. By the time we got home, we had been through every season in one drive from the airport Plus, to our house. we back from sunny, beautiful California. Yeah. But anyway... Enough about enough about me. How are all you doing today? <laughs> here, we'll he- sit here in me. silence for a minute so no. you guys can talk so, back. So, follow us on Instagram. 
at No Simple Road. <laughs> Are we check that out. Yeah, I'm going for it, man. Wow. I'm, I'm jumping in. Follow us on Instagram at No Simple Road. That's where you can find out what show is coming up the next week. That's I'm, where his head's been down the entire trip instead of hanging out with me. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't know. I'm just giving him oh, You guys are getting yeah. Aaron I have no in reason trouble. To do Don't this. bicker with me. You guys are getting stop Aaron it. in trouble. Look at this. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So that is where you can find out what's coming up on the show in the following week. And the concrete saw is getting louder. So I'm going to wait a second. <laughs> okay. I think it's safe. Is it safe? I, think I it's really don't think so. I, I hope I hope the, the saw didn't he's overheat. Got a, he's got to let it cool down. That was a long cut. Anyway, yeah, Instagram. You can follow us there, and that's where you can find out what's coming up on the show in the next week, and keep up with current events, and you know what Instagram's for. Uh, Facebook at No Simple Road. Uh, nosimpleroad.com is where you can go and click the family tab and sign up for the newsletter, and that's where I'll share my thoughts and feelings and my deepest, innermost private secrets with you guys what? wow yeah that's it's pretty yeah. heavy you should check it out no simple road.com and there's a merch tab you can grab your stickers there and there's still small shirts left so if you're small grab a shirt and wear it and or then hashtag a picture quilt. of you wearing yeah, the shirt pillow out of like pillowcase. i don't know dancing at a concert or fishing or using a concrete saw you could take a picture of you Don't wearing you? the shirt Wearing a concrete right. saw, that'd be cool. He's just revving it up. Yep, he was, he's, waiting. He's, he was waiting for me to hit record. Anyway, just fell over. Uh, let's see. What else, guys? Help me out. Oh, yeah. So here's the deal. If you're going to be at the Eugene Dead Shows, we are going to have a booth there in the lot. And you'll get to meet us in person. And Justin's going to be out here. And we're going to be hanging out and doing a live podcast and so i posted on instagram a few days ago and i think i posted on the reddit too, the grateful dead or the dead and company subreddit um call into the voicemail line and leave your psychedelic stories or the story of your first grateful dead concert or just your favorite trippy story that you have and we will pick a favorite and if you're going to be at the eugene dead shows we will interview you there in the lot so yeah send in your submissions and the no simple road family will pick their fave and you could win an appearance on the show so yeah check that shit out so we made another move because I don't think the saw guy is going to quit sawing and you don't want to hear it. And so he now he's not stopping. No, he won't stop. He's they do have a walkie talkie and they are in the bushes. They were, every single time we turned it off, they were, it turned off like less than a minute afterwards. Yeah. So anyway, uh, what I was just talking about is Eugene and having a booth there. And, you know, No Simple Road is branching out. We're going to be doing stuff at festivals and shows from now on and this Eugene thing is a big deal for us because it's the first time we're getting out there and doing anything live with you guys and it's going to be really cool to meet all of you and I'm looking forward to hearing your stories and seeing what you send in and getting to meet you it's going to be a good time down there and you know just to boot we get a fucking Dead and Company show so that's just the icing just on the, the cake that's what I'm excited about that's mm-hmm. a good boot yeah so um 
yeah, you can go to the website and sign up for the newsletter there and keep leaving your voicemails and all that stuff. And the other thing that's important is Patreon. If you want to help support the show and believe in what we're doing and want to get on the bus with the No Simple Road family, that's where you go. Patreon.com forward slash No Simple Road. And you can give as little or as much as you want a month and help us out help us pay for our hosting and do what we do and give us some mental space so that we can relax and create this rad show for you guys um yeah also you can do one-time donations through our paypal and all that information that you need for all this stuff is in the show notes every week and that's that and i'm going to keep it short and sweet and simple this week what do you guys think that was short and sweet and simple yeah it was like a whole bunch Almost. of us complaining about the guy across the street with saw. Yeah. And yeah. what else? Yeah. A little bit of California. <clears throat> I saw a syringe in the lake at Echo Park. <laughs> yeah, that was a nice picture. I rode inside of a swan. Me. Yeah. Me and Apple went to Costco. Wow. Thanks, Alexa. Alexa's just talking shit in the background. She Nobody's even talking to, to her. She just wanted to know what she wanted us to play. So... Is it okay that we have a listening device in our in our dining room you and in carry, our pockets on the table? Around a listening I don't device think so. all day. You don't think so? No, but I you, really but don't. you, you carry, carry one with you too. Like Ryder has a point. Okay, we do it's carry fine, them, but we don't need more of them. Let them hear. I I think let them hear what they already normally hear. We don't need to give them more opportunities to hear more shit. Whatever they're missing out on on our phone. I think it depends on what you get out of it. I I don't personally I don't, want don't anybody use. Listening. I don't personally use the Alexas that They're much. They're going to hear a lot of burping and a lot of chomping and cool Apple things. sucking his fingers when he eats with his hands. <laughs> yeah, a lot of, yeah, a lot of weird. A lot stuff. of me talking way, It'd be a whole way lot too loud. If Alexis you know? was like, if Alexis, Alexis was like a robotic <laughs> dog or a cat or something that like walk Alexis? around and interact. Yeah, with who's him. Alexis, dude? Alexis, that stripper down at uh, oh, <laughs> she's not in our corner. Alexa, have you guys seen those? Sorry. <laughs> Those uh, robot refrigerators inside of the fancy hotel rooms that like deliver stuff to your door. No, they're so cool. It's like a little, little mini fridge that drives or uh, walks around. It drives around. It does. It's got little tiny wheels and it just rolls around <laughs> the whole thing. And it comes up to your door and it's got a little face on its screen and it asks okay. you questions. Okay, I've just decided I okay. want. A robotic refrigerator for the house. Exactly. To deliver things. We just have with wheels. Yep. And I want to paint flames on that with motherfucker and fill it with flames. weed. And, and we, would, we would put stickers on it. It would be the raddest little robotic. We could bring it to Eugene with us. And, and we could. And <laughs> people sell Sierra Nevada pale ales uh-huh. with it. And people would take tick pictures with it. Ticker, ticker, tick, pick, tick, tick pictures. Tick pictures. I don't take tick pictures. Or tick pictures. If you want <laughs> we so, haven't even told anybody what the what the episode is this week. Okay, we'll so the episode this week, <laughs> John Lavero from the Higgs. the Higgs. Guys, seriously, this band is rad. Like, I I found them on Instagram, and John and I started corresponding, which is how a lot of this stuff has been coming up lately. And the first time I heard them, I was like, holy smokes, man, these guys, I can't believe that I hadn't heard of these guys before. And now, like, John's come on the show, and there's 
certain stuff happening in the background with that and it's just cool to get to meet them and i think you guys are going to really enjoy the interview and if you haven't listened to the higgs you should go on like i don't know everywhere that you download music and or youtube and all that and check them out it's the higgs h-i-g-g-s and you'll hear where the the name came from or yeah or wait till the very end of the show and you'll hear the title track from their ep yeah lots of really good live stuff and everything on youtube yeah so is that it? it? He's he's just a really cool dude. Yeah. Yes. Are, wait. Are, who's driving? Uh, are we gonna pull over? George. Are we gonna pull over and let John I on? I think we crashed. No, I'm we didn't sure crash. We crashed right into the dining room. Melanie, yeah. because of the salt. Are you driving? No. No. Okay. Never mind. All right. All right. We're gonna pull over. Here we go. We're gonna pull over and pick up John. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, from the Higgs, I give you John Lavero. Are you there? Hello? Hey! Hey, what's up? Is it, okay, so tell, is this tell John? Tell what happened. What? Tell him what happened. What happened? I, I, this is John, right? Yes, this is John. What's going on? What's up, man? This is Aaron. So, you want to know what was wrong? Oh, <laughs> uh, what was going on? I didn't have the volume turned up. <laughs> stoner move. Total stoner maneuver, man. I'm sorry. That's awesome, man. That's Fuck it. Woo! You looking for a good Welcome. sound, man? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you guys need a sound, man. I'm, a, I'm, I, go, I work really cheap, man. I work for like donuts and matches and shit. That's wow. legit, man. That is so funny. Welcome, welcome, man. Nice to meet you, finally. Hey, absolutely, man. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I've been uh, listening to the show quite a bit, and I really dig what you guys are doing. It's phenomenal. Thank you so much, John, man. What, what show? Hey, this is Melanie, so welcome. <laughs> What's up, Melanie? Um, what show did you get turned on at? Like, what, what did you listen? I think the first one I listened to was the O'Teal episode. Right yeah. on. Yeah, that was. I've listened to so many since then, though, that I can't be one hundred percent positive. So, oh. <laughs> I, but it was back <laughs> in that, that area. Yeah, it's, it's just all becoming one stream of consciousness. But I really dug that episode and just been listening ever since. Ever since that era. I fuck, man. I appreciate that, dude. Like a lot. The, the, I think you sent a DM to me, and you said like, uh, "Hey." I've been listening to the show and and um, while we're on tour, and I just I think that's so cool, man. Like that you're making the music that we all listen to, and that like we're doing something back for you that you can be entertained by. That's fucking rad. I love it, man. It's it's great too. It works out so well when we're on tour and we're doing these long drives because you guys do these long platform interviews with. Um, all these cool people and people that are uh, in the scene and it's just really uh, it's a good way to pass the time you know instead of just it, looking man. out at the uh, at these the sites which are nice but you know sometimes after a while it's like come on man I need something well. to occupy my mind yeah no shit absolutely so, phenomenal man it's good stuff I love it thank you brother a- Apple's here too say what's up Apple hey what's up man nice to have you on the show John Hey, what's up, Apple? Thank you, man. It's, yeah, it's fun, been... man. It's, it's, I feel like I'm just hanging out on the porch with you guys. It's you, great. Are. you are. We welcomed you to the porch. That's a real legit thing. I, I, I'm honored. Absolutely honored. Well, so are we, dude. So when you 
and I started talking on Instagram is when I, fi- I found out about you guys and started digging into what you have out there. And you guys have been at it for a while. Like, when, when did you start? So the band started in 2012. And since then, the lineup has changed a little bit. We, the current lineup has only been together for about a year and eight months or so. And um, the band has changed quite a bit since we started back in 2012, and so much that we were almost considering renaming the band. But the overall idea and the overall energy that we're trying to put out there is still so similar that we decided to keep the name. And um, we love it. We love the name too. So that was another reason why we kept it. And um, so, so, so now I would almost say that this band has been together for about a year and eight months. So what what part of the lineup changed? So originally we were a five piece. We had three guitars, bass player, whoa. and drums, and uh, yeah, exactly. Whoa. Um, so the, what we have now is keys, guitar, drums, and bass, and uh, it totally works with what we're trying to go for and our sound. And I think that uh, we're pretty comfortable with this lineup and I don't think that any more changes will be happening anytime soon. So you said you're comfortable in what kind of sound you guys are trying to put out. What is that? Like, can you describe it or like, is it like a, a theme? Is it a lesson? Is it like just what's inside? Um, you know, it's always so tough to try to describe the sound um but i would say all of those things uh if someone could receive you know a lesson or some sort of message it's our music is totally up to interpretation we just have something that we want to put out there and people can receive it any way that they want but we you know um to kind of give you an idea of what we're all about you know we're heavily inspired by um music like the grateful dead and uh, Fish and all of the big jam bands, uh, almost more because of like the community that they create and the scene and the vibe and everything surrounding that. But our musical influences go much deeper than that. They go, um, they cross, you know, everything, all different types of genres and stuff. So, you know, it's it's hard to say exactly what we're all about. We have some su- super funky grooves. We have some stuff that's more singer-songwriter, um, you know, more like heartfelt, passionate songs about, you know, trying times in life. And then, you know, sometimes we just have like super happy, fun, you know, major key jams, bliss kind of jams that, um, you know, that are just great to dance to and just great to feel good to. So um, it's, it's tough to put it into like a, a small amount of words, really. Well, I like the like the name of the album. Change is that it? Yes, that's, that's the, name that's the EP or right? the EP. Yeah, yeah. yeah which mm-hmm. that kind of is awesome. Now that you were saying about the uh, the band changing and all of those different themes, it sounds uh, really appropriate. It was. It was pertinent to the time, and that was kind of part of the reason why we chose the name of the album. So, are you guys are you working on a full length? <sighs> Uh, right now we just recorded a live recording so we're working on mixing and mastering that so that's our next project for like putting music out there on spotify or um to to, to all the playlists online is uh, a live album wow that's gonna be great more of a live band then really 
we, we kind of are more of a live band, although like, you know, we love the, the craft of getting to the studio and, you know, putting the headphones on and getting yeah. really in t- into the music that way too. But absolutely. I, mean, I would say we're more of a live band. That's where the true magic happens. So John, like, I mean, you and I and Apple Mel and Ryder, like we don't, we don't know each other except for t- a few texts and whatnot. Like, I want to know, like, what got you into playing, man? Like watching you, watching your guys' videos and you, when you play, look like one of the happiest people on the planet playing your <laughs> yeah, instrument. Yeah, you've got such a great yeah. smile. I have to second that. Like yeah, just that... watching you, it's like a kid that just had a bath and had ice cream and their belly's full <laughs> and they're getting their back rubbed and like everything is perfect with this little per- baby. Like cause you have like this youthfulness to your face too. So it's just really just cool to watch. Like, like kind of almost like drown everything out and, yeah. and just watch you. Yeah. So what what got you? <laughs> Into, into playing music man that's really funny well thanks i'm glad that 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 happy energy is getting fuck yeah it does receiving it too because that's 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 how it makes me feel but um basically um so like when i was uh like around uh, it was like i was around 12 years old my dad was diagnosed with uh cancer he was diagnosed with stage four lung and brain cancer and he was a photographer that's what he did for a living he was a professional photographer so he was just a really creative person he was, he was a sports photographer um he would shoot like all the the fights in vegas like at the mgm and stuff like de la jolla and he was a photographer for the angels and stuff like that so um he, he was a creative dude and when he was diagnosed he started getting into playing music he was always passionate about music always loved showing me really great music and listening to great music but never really got into playing it he started getting into drums just kind of as like a therapeutic thing to kind of um ease his mind from what was going on with the illness and um basically got my brother and i into playing music i started off on the drums and he my brother started on guitar and we would sit in the garage for hours like when we get home from school and just jam out and um with your dad kind of like the beginning of it all uh yeah with my dad and then uh you know as he got sicker and like less able to to do that uh it, it uh, ended up being more with my brother and unfortunately he passed away like f- about four years after he was diagnosed and i don't know I, th- I feel like a lot of the reason i still do what i do is just because he i feel like that was what he kind of left me with he kind of left me with this amazing way to just express all of the the stuff that's going on in life you know that's really really amazing man i'm sorry to hear about your dad but you know what a what a legacy and what a cool thing for you to do for him on the flip side of that to to keep it going yeah Uh, I'm sorry what was that Melanie? No I said it it seems like it's a bond you know what I mean like you guys when you play it's almost like reminiscent of when he was there with you doing it Oh absolutely yeah and like yeah if I can channel that that good energy then that's I mean I feel like I'm just doing what I'm supposed to be doing Yeah I mean it comes through in the music man when I don't know. They're, they're, Apple and I were just before we took we had called you. Him and I were hanging out out here, listening to some music. And I was like, dude, there's so much good music out there now. Like, it just seems like there's this explosion. And it's it. I guess maybe on some level, it's because of the music that we all listen to that I see it this way. But like, it seems like it's all birthed out of the culture of 
Grateful Dead and Fish and all that, like so much has come out of that. And now it's these people that grew up on that, that, that have loved it on a really like personal, deep level and have honed their craft. And now they're like you out there doing their thing. Yeah, man. I mean, what the Grateful Dead have done is almost created their own genre in a way, like how people um, get together and jam jazz or bluegrass or something like that. It's like the Grateful Dead has become a genre of its own where musicians uh, just, you know, almost like it's almost like they know each other and they've never met, but they could just sit down in a room and play the music together and just vibe on um, just the great the great songbook, the great energy and the great music that the grateful dead has. And then, I mean, fish is unbelievable also, and is, you know, carrying that torch in a huge way. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. All the new bands that are inspired by this music. It's, it's phenomenal. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. Like it's been a theme lately for us. Like I was really stuck in not listening to other stuff and, you know, within the since moving to Portland, really, maybe a little bit before, broke out of that and just discovered this whole other world that's going on and such talented people and out there just fucking rocking it. And like, you guys are pretty steady on the road, right? Uh, we try to tour as much as we can. We we do maybe two to three extensive tours a year. We just got done with one back in uh, February and March. We were on the road. We did a couple dates with the band Spafford. Spafford. I don't know if you. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, Apple. Have you heard those guys? Or what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've both, yeah we've heard They're, them. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. How was right that, on, man? Dude. Oh, it was phenomenal, man. They. The guys in the band are really cool. Their crew is really cool. Just awesome, awesome people. Uh, everything like to the management, they just like really, really good thing going. And uh, it was awesome. We, we hopped on stage, crammed on stage with them at, on some of these uh, wow. shows. That was pretty funny. But uh, we made it happen, and it was unbelievable. Their crowd and their fans are phenomenal. Yeah, to to be able like it, it seems like bands like Spafford and Umphreys and pigeons playing ping pong and bands like that are you know grabbing other bands to come along with them and kind of exposing their audiences to the music yes 100 percent. and i think it has a lot to do with just the fact that they've been given those opportunities in the past and they know that it's just like a uh you know you pass it on kind of thing and it it only it only can help them in a lot of ways too because sometimes they'll be coming to an area where yeah they they might be a very popular band but getting uh you know the the extra people that will come out to the show that will come for the opening act the low um it's another positive thing that just adds to the awesomeness of their show so it really it just helps everyone and it's great you know, it's funny, man. It, there's such a crossover that I'm finding between like podcasting and the musical community because it's the same thing. Like a lot of these podcasters, I mean, like we had Duncan on the show when we were brand new as a podcast. And for him to do that, that's really cool, man. That's like, you know, that's helping us out, exposing his audience to us. And it's like you said, it's it's passing it on. And that's that's one of the things like that I've growing up i guess in the grateful dead community and the fish scene and all that like that is the thing it's the spirit of sharing and togetherness and family that that brings us all together and 
it's it's a fucking amazing thing absolutely man i you know i love what's going on with the podcast right now and i i was kind of in the loop with with all of the uh the podcasts that going to osiris pod like you guys like a, a lot of them uh and i was already listening and i'm so stoked that you guys came together as a community like that with relics and tom marshall and uh you know it's <laughs> it's really good man it's really good media what you guys are putting out there thanks man yeah and it, you know it's funny like when we very first started talking at shows like i remember a couple of years ago standing at a show and like having that amazing moment that you have at you know high at a show and the music's jamming and you're there and thinking man i wish there was something i could do you know that that would give back to these guys like i wish there was some way to like funnel it back other than dancing and giving my energy here and now we're getting the opportunity to do that and it's fucking i don't know man to to be 46 and finally figuring out what I want to do with my life like it's a it's a trip it's a, it's a real trip like when you started playing when you were with your dad in the garage and all that like did you know right away that that was something you wanted to pursue as like what you were going to do no it didn't start out like that at all it was more just something I did for fun something that I did to uh, go to that place just that place of happiness and that place where you take your mind off of all the bullshit that's going on in life and i think it was just like uh probably like around my early 20s when i realized like hey i i could totally see myself doing this for a living and doing this for the rest of my life like i don't know what exactly but just as long as i am playing guitar and singing and uh so yeah it wasn't an immediate thing it was more of like a progression so can you like I don't know if you think back like can you pinpoint where it happened for you like in that progression where you were like you know what fuck this I'm doing this shit oh man you know it it was probably around the time that I started the Higgs when because I, I hadn't really been in any serious bands before that and I was more just you know playing around just you know young kid just jamming with my buddies and then it was around the time that I started the Higgs that it was like yeah, like this is it. Like this is what I want to do. So what? What prompted that? Like you starting the band? What prompted that? You're like, okay, one day I'm I'm gonna just take this serious. And like, what? What's the Higgs? Like where'd that come from? Um. Well, what prompted that is probably, you know, working jobs where you, you hate your boss and you just want to get out. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Thank you, Jobs, for hating Great answer, you know? man. Don't tell They're us what you're really thinking. They are. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, like, that that has a lot to do with it. You know, just being, being in charge of your own uh, your own schedule and your own future and all that. Yeah, and, your life. Um, your life, exactly. Absolutely. And uh, so the Higgs, I mean, it kind of came out, it definitely came out of that that idea. And the, the name, you know, I, have you guys heard of the Higgs boson particle? Yeah, yeah, yes. I haven't. It's kind of, well, it's, it's a particle, uh, it's, it's 
physics, it basically allows mass to exist in a nutshell. Um, and wow. the dude Peter Higgs, who kind of proposed this idea uh, back in the day, is the guy who they named it after. And we just liked the idea of what the particle means, and uh, we so we kind of just took the name. We actually uh, started calling ourselves the Higgs boson at first, but it was such a mouthful, so we just kind of <laughs> dropped the boson and went with the Higgs. And yeah, it just rolls off I the like tongue it. better. And it can, it can be left up to interpretation a little bit more that way too it doesn't have to be that thing it, and it, it, it's not necessarily what it is it's just kind of like a the cool S- idea yeah. that that we came up or that we that we heard of and that we you know we, we wanted to apply to our music essentially well you know i think when i think about it like that particle like you said is the thing that that makes matter be able to exist and when you're playing music, you're creating a certain kind of matter in the room. Sound matter. Sound, yeah. And that vibration, that sonic wave, that's a creation of a thing, you know? So it totally makes sense, if, you th- if I think about it like that, why you would call it that. I think it's, it's poignant, man. Oh, that's cool, man. That's a really cool interpretation on it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm curious, like, I think about if Mel and me and Apple and Ryder started a band, like, <laughs> he, if, <laughs> yeah. if we were playing music, like, I know that there would be a, a thing that we were trying to do, like, uh, whatever the mission was for us. What's like, our mission uh, now? What do you mean? <laughs> Sorry. Well, if we started a band, it'd be like the band that no one wanted to hear. For yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> We'd have to learn how to play. <laughs> but is there, is there a certain, like, <laughs> are you guys looking to have people walk away with something when they leave a show? Um, You know, I there's an experience that I had when I was around 17. Uh, I went and saw Phil Lesh for the first time. And... I had a good buddy who had a uh, nice little eyedropper full of some fun stuff, and I got a hold of that. And it was one of the gr- – it, it still to this day is one of the greatest musical experience I've, experiences I've ever had. Um, and in so many ways, just the, the quality of musicianship that I saw, it was like Phil Lesh, Jimmy Herring, and uh, Barry Slath on guitar. Oh and uh, it was just like a, basically a dream team of musicians. And um, they took me on this incredible, incredible journey. And that's one of the musical experiences that I like to try to tap back into. And I'm sure we've all had that like moment where it's almost like, okay, this is, <laughs> this is it. This is the thing, you know? Yeah. And that was that moment for me. And uh, that's kind of what I try to tap back into. I try to recreate that kind of a, a vibe, that kind of a feeling of just this incredible journey not knowing what's going to happen next wow that's that's fucking cool man yeah like i was saying earlier seeing you play like you look so happy man is is there a point i know like in in myself like i have a lot in me there's a lot going on a lot of thoughts and feeling and just everything going on in me and when i when i write when i podcast when i draw like those times it comes out those are the times like squeezing the toothpaste out of the tube and i feel like just now at my age i'm finally able to get into the space where it's coming out on its own you know i'm not having to force it anymore do you 
Can you relate to that as far as like playing music where you want the jam to be something and it's not feeling right? And now are you, are you at a place where it's just coming out where you're not having to think about it anymore? Um, you know, it, it, sometimes, uh, it just flows and like all those ideas that I'm trying to get out, they, they just line up and everything kind of works the way you want it to in a lot of ways. But then a lot of times I kind of start off with an idea creatively and it'll go somewhere else because it just, it takes on a life of its own almost. And that I've, I've gotten to a point where I'm, I'm okay with that and I'm not trying to control it as much anymore and trying to make it what I think it should have been when I started and kind of just letting it do its own thing. And I, I have a feel, I've, I feel like, um, sometimes being like less of a perfectionist and being a little more scrappy with your creative or with my creativity, with my songwriting and stuff kind of helps me, um, just kind of going along with some of the stuff that I would think are flaws or, um, not perfect and just kind of rolling with it, you know? So I think at this point it, it is coming out very smoothly like the the toothpaste the toothpaste is just flowing you know yeah it's it's great yeah i i standing like in the audience like you talk about that moment seeing phil standing in the audience and watching it happen that's the thing that always goes through my head like what what the fuck does that feel like (laughs) <laughs> what is what are they feel because i know what i'm feeling okay like i'm in that experience and in that place but like what does that feel like when the entire crowd is is vibing on you man it's it's unbelievable it's it's very similar to the crowd experience i would say um but it has its own its own thing because you're on more of a, a mental journey with the music you can't just like uh you can't just stand back and dance. Like you all, you also have a a job to do. So like you're, you're trying to be as in the moment as possible without, you know, losing your vibe, losing what you're doing. So, uh, I mean, it can be, it can be so, so amazing. Like it can be super uh, blissful. It can be scary sometimes because of, you know, nerves and and stage fright and all that stuff. But that's just, that's all part of the journey, man. It's just, uh, it's unbelievable. I I love being on that side of things. That's fucking cool, man. I've, I've never heard somebody explain that like that. And like I said, when I'm at shows, like that's one of the things that constantly goes through my head. Like, God, man, I, I wish I wish I could do that. I wish I could know what that feels like. But that that's a great explanation. I I can just imagine like when you're doing that, you don't you, like when when it's over. Are you just like, there's no way you're going to sleep. You just jazz. Oh yeah, you get this like charge of energy. It can be super, super tough to go to sleep after a show. Sometimes it's like, uh, like I, even if you don't drink caffeine or uh, take other stimulants, you know. Which you know, sometimes I will drink like a big cup of coffee before I go on, and that can right. be another factor. But sometimes it's just that. Uh, yeah, you get this like charge, like your battery gets charged up, and then you can't go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, so like man. even if you have to wake up the next morning, you're just kind of like, uh, all right. Wow. What am I gonna do? I guess I'll watch a YouTube video too, or something. You know, it's just, uh, it's, 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 it's a whole. It really is a thing. Yeah, you get that charge. You know, I think about like, you know, doing back in the day before modern civilization, like 
we all gathered around the fire together and, and drummed and sang and danced and did our little our thing. And we were pouring energy out into whatever. And now it's it's morphed and it's become you know, these shows that we go to and that's our ritual, right? And we're there like participating in the music with you and in a way like giving our energy to you to help you create the journey for us. If that makes sense. What Oh, absolutely. Um, the fans, and I, I don't even want to say fans, just the, the, the people that are there, the people that are there experiencing the show with us, um, they make it. Uh, it. It is fun to sit in a room with a bunch of guys and just jam, and and uh, that that's a good experience too. But when you have these amazing people in the room with you that and everyone kind of have a, has a similar goal everyone wants to get on the similar head state where um the, the the band is just taking them on this amazing journey where they can just lose themselves and uh without that it it uh it definitely hinders what we can do as musicians with it it can the, it makes things um like the possibilities are endless when there's a high energy crowd at the show Oh, wow, man. You know, it, if you think like everybody that's out there is focused on the one thing with you and then, like you said, charging your battery, like filling you up with that flow that's going on. And it, it, it's uh, for me, there's nothing else I would rather do. Like, I, I can't think of any better place to be. I, I don't know how else to put it. I, I, and I guess that's why you do what you do. Yeah, man, absolutely. It's, it's the best place to be <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, I, it's, uh, it's one of those things where it's like really hard to describe why it's as amazing as it is. And sometimes when you step back and just kind of look at it, it's, it's like funny and it can be yeah. ironic in a lot of ways, totally. but it, it, it really is so magical. Yeah. I mean, fuck man. Look at the way the world is right now. We need magic in this world like crazy. 100%, man. <laughs> yeah, and I I don't know. I this is something that's gone through my head lately when we've been at shows and stuff is like this whatever it is that we do when we're all together is pushing back against that thing that's out there. Whatever that darkness is. I hate to use light and dark as a metaphor, but it's it's convenient, I guess, but you know, it's pushing back against that negativity, that thing that's out there. And those ripples and those waves go out. And, man, thank you for doing what you do, brother. That's fucking pretty high calling and super cool. Oh, thanks, man. I, I appreciate it, man. And, you know, thank you guys for what you're doing, too, because I think what you guys are doing plays just as big of a role in it because what you guys are doing is you're connecting the artists to all these people out there. And some people need these long format conversations in their life and they don't get them enough in their everyday life. And, you know, I, I'll say it coming from Southern California that there's not enough people, um, like me and like, like you guys, like people, uh, of our scene, you know, in this area. And I don't get enough talk about it. I don't get enough conversation about it sometimes. Really? And uh, where they, are you? Don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, well, you know, we're based out of Long Beach. Uh, I was going to say, don't get me wrong. There are 
there are people of the scene around right. here, but right, they're right. just more. Uh, they come out of the woodworks when when the time is right. You know, it's not as it's not as prominent. So, um, to yeah, so we're out of Long Beach, uh, California. I've heard that from several people down in Southern California. So you think Southern California, Aaron just kind of would look a little surprised that it wouldn't be like that, but it sounds like that's kind of gone away from how it used to be years ago. That the scene's yeah, not you know, as good as it was. It's changed. And we know that. Like, I going down L.A. is... <laughs> things are different. It's, you know, you're, no, you're in for a trip. Um, yeah, when we go on tour, we, we're always just so surprised by how cool people are. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just think our, our area is just, you know, every, every area kind of has their thing and it kind of has their scene and, uh, it's just not as strong here as it is in other areas. Like the further we go up North, the stronger it gets <laughs> basically, I'll, I'll, I'll which tell is you great. What, you know? Dude, it's a trip, John, like living in Vegas for so long. Like there was a a good core group of people in Vegas that we love to this day that really made living there bearable and and helped me a lot personally. But coming up here to Pacific Northwest, like I, I didn't know that it could be like this. <laughs> I don't know how else to say that. Like, well, crowds up here are just incredible. Las Vegas crowds were a little more stiff. You always had people that had comps and stuff. Didn't even know who the band was. They were seeing sometimes we were used to more stiffness and somewhat participation up here. Like you said, the further you get north, the more. I mean, up here it's like ninety nine percent of the people at the shows up here are there for the Family. band. They know the band. They're singing along. It's like you know, it's all there. Yeah, man, that that almost like perfectly describes how I feel. Like we have our really really gr- good group here, kind of like in Vegas, like you guys did, uh, or uh, you did, Aaron, and uh, yeah. it, it's like it's it's strong. Like there are heads, but uh, it's just not you know it's not roaming the streets like it does uh, as much up north. You know. Yeah. Do you so? Do you have like a favorite place that you? have gone to a couple times or three or four times now and you're like i can't wait to get back there and play to those people oh i love tahoe i love playing in tahoe wow really i i saw that on your site i saw that on your site i was wondering months ago what the it's that one we're talking what is it the crystal bay yeah crystal bay casino club and they have they definitely have a strong like jam community up there and uh it was snowing last time we were there and there's like a beautiful lake it's just a gorgeous place to be in general and then they have all these awesome people that come for the shows and it's it's just awesome it's a really good place right on so is there like a as you go around to the different places like have you you've been all over the country right yeah, we've been all the way to the East Coast and back. Okay. So is there a quality that you – because I know like going to dead shows, there's a difference between an East Coast and a West Coast show. Is there yeah. – do you notice a difference? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes I feel I feel like that and then sometimes – it all kind of just blends together. Sometimes I, I get that kind of vibe like it's a little separated and um, – but then sometimes I just feel like it. it I, I could be in a city or a state, and I have no idea where I'm at. And just they're just people, you know. They're just people who enjoy really good music. Um, I, I did notice that, like, when I'm on the East Coast, there's more like college age kids that are like into the Grateful Dead singing 
the songs and being into the music. Yeah. Um, so maybe on the East Coast, the culture is a little stronger. For sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, I I think that there it's it, wherever you're at, there you're going to find that group of freaks that will come out and just kill it. Yeah. And that's what we look for. Every city we go to, we try to find that little group of freaks that come out and just throw it down. <laughs> you, are you? Have you guys played up here before in Portland? Uh, we played Portland, you know, not with this lineup. So we, we actually have to get up there. Yeah, we, we really need to do. make that happen, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. What, so what's a good venue you guys like to go see bands at in your local um, area? The Roseland, Roseland Crystal Ballroom, Star Theater, okay. Aladdin. There, there's, there's a, there's a whole bunch up here, Revolution man. Revolution Hall, Revolution yeah. Hall, too. Revolution yes. Hall so check awesome. this out, John. Revolution Hall is a high school. It's a converted high school. They were going to close it down and condemn it, and somebody bought it and turned it into a restaurant and a concert venue. And I think there's a garden over a there and a bar. Oh, that's awesome. And the the venue, like where you see the show, is the actual like auditorium that was in the high school. And the seats are still like the high school wooden. The, weird... the hallways have the lockers still. Yeah, it, it, it's like going to see Whoa. a badass band at a high school. At your high school, <laughs> yeah. And we like what we've seen Chris, Chris Robinson Brotherhood there a couple times. It's you guys. You guys could sell that place for sure. I mean. Oh, that is yeah. awesome. Didn't you guys get artwork done recently by someone who's hooked into the Chris Robinson yes. Brotherhood or something? Yeah, man. So that's a that's a really cool thing that happened. Hair of the Wolf. His name is Kristoff. And uh Okay. It came around through Chuck and Claire with Raven's Reels Almanac. So you know how the Grateful Dead had Betty Boards? Oh, actually, you know what? I, I'm, I've met them. They're awesome. They're, oh, they're, okay. they're really cool people. All yeah, right. I, I've 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 seen a, a show with Claire, and I've met I've met them, and they're they're I, actually like my my friends who are in a band, Hunter and the Dirty Jacks, are really good friends with Claire and really good friends with Chuck, and they uh they've introduced me to them before. They're they're just Aww. really cool people. Those are beautiful people, man. And and that thing with Kristoff, that logo happened because of them and because of Kristoff, and they he just we didn't even ask, man. He just did that out of the kindness of his heart like that was a huge honor for us because th that those guys that band has a place in the pantheon of this house big time yes <laughs> so is, is that the one with the uh the skulls that were like all you guys bus. are skulls with the no oh, that's the oh, okay wicked awesome did that one which so is which is Chris. fucking awesome every too, time man. somebody does one of these for us we all get quite emotional you know what well, you know how it is you're in a band you play music we all get very emotional when somebody oh, does yeah. something like that for us oh, you yeah. know tears are shed we hug like a group hug and, and you know that stuff's incredible when somebody reaches out to you like that yeah that is just awesome yeah i'm curious so like the album artwork for change how did that come about? Where did that come from? <laughs> that, we have a good buddy, and we kind of just told him what we were doing, what, what, what the music was like, and the concept of the change that was going on with the band. And we kind of just gave him uh, full creativity, and we're just like, go for it. Come up with I an idea. Love it, man. That's what he came up with, and we just kind of ran with it. It's funny. It felt, it has that feeling. Like, it, it feels like the CRB type feel that vibe it's it's really cool like when you and i first started uh communicating like 
I was like, I wonder if these guys know them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I just saw Neil Casal the other day with uh, Circles Around the Sun. Oh, oh no. my God, yeah. Lucky was that at the Skull and Roses? Yeah, exactly. It okay. was phenomenal. So yeah. how was that? How was that? Yeah. yeah, let's, let's hear, hear about co- that. Yeah, I want to hear about your concert experience. Oh <laughs> uh, well, that was really cool. They they did they had the fake wall of sound. You guys see the pictures? Yeah, that was really really cool. That was so rad, and they just uh, they had some great acts. They had, I, I went for just a Saturday, so I got to see like Moon Alice. I got to see Circles and um, Stu Allen with Mars Hotel, and oh, wow. uh, it it was just a phenomenal night of music. And yeah, I'm a big CRB guy. I love CRB. Uh, I love Neil Casal. Uh, he's both of those guys are huge inspirations to me. Um, I got into Neil back when he was playing with Ryan Adams and uh, just been into him ever since. But uh, no, so Skull and Roses, it was just phenomenal. It was at the uh, the Ventura County Fairgrounds where the Grateful Dead had played a few times. And yeah. it just had a great vibe. There's great energy. Amazing people came out and supported. And it was awesome, man. All right. So I got to ask the question because Apple and I both were wondering – What's up with Freddy's shit, man? Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> dude, that is our jam, dude. We have all been out here. Honestly, I was jamming to that while I was packaging weed today. <laughs> yeah. And, and we... That's funny. We know a guy named Freddy that it kind of suits, too. But anyway, yeah, tell us about that. Is that man. a real thing? <laughs> yes, it is. So, yeah, this guy that I know really well, we have a lot in common. Uh, he took some acid a long time ago and you got it from a guy and uh the the guy was freddie and uh he he gave him his first really good psychedelic experience and uh the 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 song is just kind of a play on the irony of uh psychedelic experiences and how uh sometimes they can feel seem so you know all-knowing and so powerful like like you're so deeply connected and you really truly are and you have all this amazing knowledge but for some reason when you come back you can never really bring all of that back with you and and speak it in words you just kind of have this it's like you kind of have you know you know you you know what you know but it's it's hard to describe it so like that's kind of what the chorus is about it's like you know if you get a tab of freddy's shit uh only in half of it um so it's like uh it's it's this kind of play on like you know it, the experience can seem so profound but at the same time um it's just kind of funny how when you come back and it, it's so confusing sometimes so, so like you know you, you almost realize what's that how do you put it together uh put what uh what do you mean put it together like, like how does that that certain guy that you have something in common with after <laughs> experiencing something like that how do you put it together um, like, how do I put together the, the experience? Like, what what, what, what you just felt. happened? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's oh man. It's see, that's that's kind of the. I think that's kind of the point of the song. Is it's tough, yeah. and it's like you <laughs> come back with this. You, you come back with this. Um, this feeling of security, um, yeah. like you've tapped into something super, super deep, and uh, but it's 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 just very hard to know exactly what that 
what that deepness is and what it's all about. And you, you guys broke it down good in that song, man. Yeah. Cause the first time we all listened either. to it together, we're, we were like laughing and jamming and then hearing it again. I mean, it's so, you broke it down. So it's so like relatable and we're all looking at each other. Cause you get it. Everybody's been there, done that. And you just, you guys did a great job on that <laughs> one. And I just want to tell anybody that uh, listens to this, if you haven't heard of the Higgs, go immediately to YouTube and watch that. And you will be hooked with these guys from there on out and yeah. want to listen to everything else like we have been doing. So can I do you mind if I Thanks, ask man. you something personal, John? Yeah. Sure, man. So what was your first psychedelic experience? My first? Yeah. Um uh, so I I took a sacrament at my house and I just uh, sat in my room and experienced it all alone. Uh, like Whoa. in the darkness and, it, and it was, I was really young and I was like really curious about, uh, you know, going to those places in my mind. And I, I, you know, it wasn't like a party thing. It wasn't like I was with a bunch of people and, um, it, it was like, I, I really just wanted to experience that. And I took it in my room and I had like one of the greatest experiences. It's phenomenal. What, what did you bring back from you from that first one? Like I can think of what I brought back from my first one. Like, is there is there something that you brought back that that you've carried with you ever since? Yeah, I think to just be very open and not not jump to conclusions about anything in life too soon, and just be curious and question everything. Because when you go to that place, you see everything at a different angle, and you see everything in a different light. And um, the way you've known life for however many years you've been on Earth can be just completely flipped upside down in a second. Oh, my God. um, You're so right. I love what you said about don't jump to conclusions. That means so much in so many different avenues. Yeah, totally. I mean, you you, can, you feel like you have an idea about one thing one day, and then the next day that can totally change. So I feel like that's one of the prominent things that I experienced during that that first time. Yeah, I I think like as I as I'm getting older, and you know, I obviously you've listened to the show. I haven't stopped. Like I continue to take sacraments here and there, and I, what I'm finding is I keep going. It's like being default reality is way harder at this point than psychedelic reality. Like, I know psychedelic reality like home at this point. I can maneuver in that space. I I know what to pretty much what to do if I'm losing my shit. I, I can focus my energy. I can all that stuff. But it it seems like the, the challenge comes in the day-to-day, right? Yeah, man. I agree. Life can be crazy, confusing, hard, challenging. I think that those uh, those psychedelic experiences can give us a good uh, – can help us to understand the, like all of the, the weirdness that's going on in our normal reality. Uh, sometimes <laughs> it, can, it can give us a, another perspective on it, kind of like I was saying earlier. So, But I, I hear you, man. The, the real deal, the real reality can be tough sometimes. Yeah, I mean, not. I don't. I'm not trying to sound like I don't know defeatist or like you know, but just the maneuvering and and I'm still working you know in corporate America at a regular job and dealing with 
people that aren't into what we're into and you know trying to keep your shit together and not be the fucking freak show and it's tough sometimes man you know like just today i'm sitting at work in my cubicle watching youtube videos while i work and like tears are streaming down my face from listening to music and i'm like oh fuck if anybody sees me right now (laughs) (laughs) no really it's fine man to the mental institute yeah yeah i hear you man but so is why it's like why is that weird in our society what, right? Why is it weird to show emotion? I was going to throw in too. I look at it because like we're all kind of mutated. We're mutants from that. So you know, in a way, we're all kind of like superheroes. We're kind of X Men. We're all kind of X Men in our own way with our own special powers. Each of us has one. Maybe weird, but so John gets to play that's guitar, so though, and that's cool. <laughs> I yeah, that's, like that's that superpower. One. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, is what's coming up for you guys, John? What's what's next besides the live album? Is that that's what's happening right now, or is there that's more going on? Also, well, I mean, we're always gigging. Uh, tomorrow night, I'm going to be playing. Uh, so we're going to be playing tomorrow night with uh, some like amazing musicians. We're going to be opening for this group that's they're calling themselves the West LA Super Jam. Oh and, shit. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's awesome. And what's that that's consisting of is people like Joel Cummins, the keyboard player from Umphreys McGee, uh, Marcus Razak from Shred is Dead, and like a couple other musicians from the band Shred is Dead. Um, so it's like an all-star band of some of the best musicians in the jam scene. And we're opening up for those guys tomorrow night at this place called Trip in Santa Monica. How and fun. So, so yeah, that's, that's what we got on the table for tomorrow night. But then we're going to do a little run. Uh, and uh, you know, in May we're going to be in Arizona. We're always just trying to bounce around. So this is this is how you're putting food on the table, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, I do a little teaching as well on the side. I love teaching guitar. So when I'm not on tour, I can come back home and you know teach my students, which is just phenomenal. Wow, that's that's fucking cool. Giving back. That's sweet. Yeah, man. Well. Well, wait, I, I got a question. I wanted to ask this too of, of somebody in the band. I think we talked about this before. It's like, what, first of all, what are your plans? Like, we're going to see Dead and Company yeah. coming in June. We're going to go see Fish at the Gorge. We haven't been in the Gorge yet. We're going to go to the Gorge and see Fish. And I'm just wondering, like, being in a band, one thing, it's like you have to schedule your tour and you got commitments and shit. And then, other, then like, Dead and Company and Fish go announce their tours. And I mean, are you going to make it to some shows? And is that tough sometimes? Like, oh, dude we're playing a show that night and I wanted to see these guys. <laughs> yeah. It can be tough sometimes. Definitely. Cause we love going to see shows. We're still, we still love being on that side of the stage and it's, uh, you know, when fish comes through, I always try to catch them at the forum. Uh, I think they're doing two nights this time. And, you know, basically what it comes down to is like, if we haven't booked something already and we haven't already, uh, made plans for a gig, we, you know, we'll go and see those shows, and if we're around, we'll go and check it out. I, I still, get, I'm so stoked because I get to see so much amazing live music here in LA and uh, the surrounding area. So, um, yeah, I still get to see a lot of live music, which is just really great. But if if we do have a good opportunity that comes up, like say on a night that Fish is playing or the Dead is playing, Dead and Company's playing, we will most likely take the gig and just go do our thing because that's really what we're 
we're into the most is right on. is our music and what we're doing. That's fucking yeah. so cool, dude. And so, John, do you listen to your own music? Huh. <laughs> uh, to, to critique it sometimes, but never to like sit down and enjoy it. Never to to like. Um, I don't know why. I, I it's mainly I, I, I experience that when I play it live. Um, I'll listen to it to to hear things that I might want to change or might want to, um, you know, d- d- emphasize. Do things like, oh, I, I really dig that. We should do more of that kind of thing. Or I really didn't like that. We should take that out and add this. Um, but ne- I, I don't ever just like sit down and like. Uh, I'm gonna throw the Higgs on and and yeah, like. Yeah, you should try it. Hands. It's really awesome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm oh, serious. Guys. Like you really made my day go by really great today. And you said something a little earlier that you guys um, help people to like like really like lose themselves. And I can totally appreciate that because I'm not in the corporate America world. I'm in a different field, and I really enjoy what I do, but no matter what life has those things that you have to do and so when you go to a concert and the guys up there or the girls for that matter are up there and they're conscious of um hey i'm gonna let these not let but i'm gonna help these people relax and release like that's freaking awesome and i appreciate that from just living and being able to just have a place where it's okay to move my arms legs booty and everything else (laughs) and it's acceptable and so just thank for oh, that because yeah. everybody freaking needs that everybody needs a lot more of that <laughs> that's yeah. awesome yeah i agree i've been i've been given that opportunity by so many amazing musicians so uh i feel blessed to be able to give it back to uh oh. the, the community out there so thank you for that yeah man well john we fucking appreciate you coming on the show with wait, us wait, man Ryder has I got, a question for I you got, sorry I had just have, yeah. Ryder didn't get a talk. I just wanted to. Said. Yeah, I've been lurking this whole time. What's up, Ryder? <laughs> I just I wanted to hear about the kids you teach. I just oh, wanted to know, um, like, oh, yeah, what, what age back. kids and like what it, what do you teach them? I I, don't I, know, I just found I, that really interesting that you go back and teach. Oh yeah, well, I teach guitar. Um, I teach guitar to kids anywhere from the age of like say eight years old to adults in their 50s 60s so uh, just everything in between oh that's cool what's your like yeah what would you say is your favorite part of teaching yeah Yeah. of teaching uh, there's so many great things about it probably the the most rewarding part about teaching is seeing someone else grow on their instrument uh that's probably number one but the the second coolest thing is being influenced by other people and like the styles of music that they enjoy and stuff that might not be on my radar at the time. And, um, I love that. I love that, that aspect of learning new things about music through teaching other people. Wow. That's That's really cool. All right, John, we're going to take off and go get warm in the house and make some dinner and do our thing, man. But we're super honored to have you on the show, man. And when you guys are getting ready to put the album out, please come back and have everybody with you and talk to us again, man. We would love that. Hey, thank you guys so much. This was really awesome. Uh, Aaron, Melanie, Ryder, 
And uh, who else is there? Apple. 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 Thank you guys so much for this opportunity. And you guys are just awesome to hang out with and talk to. Hey, Aww, John, thanks for John. letting us get to know you, man. It, we appreciate it. Is it cool if we play, play out one of your songs as we go out? Absolutely. Anything you guys want. I think we'll do Freddy shit. No, I like that other we'll, one too. We'll, we'll come we'll, up with okay. something. All right, we'll come up with something. <laughs> you got plenty to choose from. Whatever's <laughs> clever, guys. All right, brother. Thanks, man. You Thanks, have a good man. night. Thanks, John. Hey, thank you, guys. Have a Peace, great night. John. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. You too. I don't care about the sticks and stones, those names kind of Breaking hearts is something that I used to own. I'm at the bottom kicking dirt. Light shines brightest in the darkest places. Names are just names. When you put them to faces I don't care what you see Earth looks like a fact to me You want to move on and be strong And find a soul to sing along Sometimes it's just better to go Than digging yourself a hole Our time is like a forest breathing Trees growing tall and high But you cut your losses down like timber Use the wood to build a new life place to eat or even better home it's true a place where i could take my broken dreams and bury them with any thought i had of you but no it won't work the harder i try the more that it hurts but in the end what's worse is when a lot of myself say that i can't be your friend
What's up? This is Ryan Stasek from Humphreys McGee. This podcast is part of the Osiris Podcast family. Osiris is a growing community of music and culture podcasts, connecting music fans with conversation, commentary, and of course, lots of music. Osiris works in partnership with Relics Magazine. Osiris. tell you about the April May 2023 issue of Relics magazine it features a Dave Matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com/dmb. Thanks Relics. Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind, uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little a little taste of it, right down to the shaking microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick, and usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work, but we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh, revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics, um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that, that uh, has impacted your life, uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers, think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe for Grind podcast. <laughs> 